smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are fantasizing about times past that are still kind of around, almost. Uh, Barely dwindling. Barely dwindling. We're talking about uh, movie stars versus actors, because it's it's the big war coming, the final last war. (laughs) The final battle. (laughs) We shall, we shall, what, the what last de- battle. What defines an actor or a movie star, yes. Yes, uh, we're talking about that, and Shanstra is still away because his birthday has run two weeks long. It's just a week-long <laughs> kind of affair, like it's just orgies and all sorts of... of we, we got sent a video and it's pretty disturbing. It's we just, just dare de- not share it. Debauchery doesn't even begin to describe it. Yeah. So we've got uh, Zane C. Weber filling in once again. Because speaking of debauchery, <laughs> I'm never invited to orgies. Is that the implication here? I mean, I'm not, but we, you know, we use the term orgy loosely. I mean, that usually <laughs> implies just people, but yeah, you know. in Charles's case, as you know from the very beginning of this podcast, he's yeah. a fairy. Yes, yes, well, <laughs> yes, and we didn't think you were a fairy. I'm not a furry. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. It's a furry. That's why you're here. I wish I was. Be a lot more popular. <laughs> a furry orgy party. How's your furry orgy party going, Chanster? I bet you're listening <laughs> to this right now and laughing. Laughing. But yes, we're talking about movie stars versus actors. But as always, we start by asking, what have you been watching? And Josh, what have you been watching? Oh, you're going to start with me? Well, I've recently watched I, Tonya for the first Finally caught up. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I wish my one like biggest gripe, which I think is the story ever was, I wish they played up like the Rashomon aspects of it, like changing, crossing over and dual perspectives a lot more than what they did with it. I think there was a bit more in earlier cuts, but it got cut down. I think yeah, the movie was quite. And long. then it they kept like they they misled that in the trailers, and I thought, oh, this would be a lot more exciting. And then it was a bit more this sort of normal jumping back and forth, like cutting pace with like some like couple of surrealist like cuts like fake ideas or scenarios and while i still enjoyed the movie overall that would have made it a lot better mm. for me i love uh, the skating sequences and love that, the skating the sequences part, except for the one in the purple dress where her head gets way too big for her body and you I, can just was, tell uh, the visual effects that, just... that was my next point is overall i like the skating sequences but i could still see the head mapping and everything yeah. as well yeah it was um funny to see um, this all round of performances were great. Um, Alison Janney, this is Alice my, Janney. this is my Even Sebastian love. Stan is really Sebastian good in Sebastian Stan that. is great, and um, I can't remember the, the actors like that played his friend, like the the yeah, security guard. The one you just want to beat the shit out. Yeah, of at the end of that movie, he's just the the worst person. And <laughs> absolutely, but overall, yeah, it was a very solid movie. But if they played up those aspects, I would have liked it a lot better. Um. I'm sort of so in that regard. I'm I'm not really disappointed. That I missed it in theaters. I'm glad I just saw it when when I did because like I didn't feel like I needed to go out and see it after now seeing it finally. Um, but I still urge people to watch it because I think Margot Robbie does a really good performance and she produced the movie as well. So I reckon that's um, in favor of her as well. Um, and the next thing I watched again is this uh, BBC television series called Love Sick. Um, oh yeah, it's on Netflix. Is this um, the now. one that used to be called? It had another title and then they changed it because no one... It was no like, idea about the history of it. Y- no, no. It was like a rude reference and everyone thought it was... Oh, keep, keep talking and I'll... Media. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like... Um, Speaking of which, it's not a spoiler, but the entire show centers around a man who um, gets chlamydia and he has to clop all his ex-lovers um, or, or sex partners and this, um, 
this is like the motivation for the show. And then he, um, each episode explores his relationship with like one of the um, females he slept with. It was originally called Scrotal Recall. Was mm, the original that is title. great. Mm. So that yes. is that is hilarious. Uh, essentially, if I give you like a, a small like comparison pitch, it is like How I Met Your Mother, but less egregious and annoying. How I Infected Your Mother with Chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the third title after Netflix yes. changes it. So I recommend if you <laughs> sort of like the idea or the premise of How I Met Your Mother, where it's like exploring relationships and like like how one person goes through different females, but it's, it's treated a bit more maturely. The characters are less annoying and, you know, overall less complicated in, in the sense that they, they are kind of terrible people in, in certain scenarios. And for a lot of time, then I recommend checking out Love Sick. It's on Netflix because um, it is a BBC show. The first thing is like six episodes. So, you know, they don't overly stretch out the plot with filler and everything. So, you know, they mm. get to the points really well. And yeah, that's it. If you want to check it out, check it out on Netflix. Um, anything else I've been watching? I rewatched The Way Way Back uh, recently it. again. I love the movie. Sam Rockwell again. Is the this. soundtrack on that movie is phenomenal. Soundtrack's great. Steve Carell is the biggest dick, and I want to punch him in the face every time he's on screen. From the opening moments, you just understand why you just want. And that to- kid, <laughs> that kid in the lead, he's mm. really good. He's really, really good. Yeah, he plays the awkward kind of on the spectrum really well. Like, That's one of those ones yeah. I really wished I saw in the cinemas. I saw it on DVD after the fact. I was yeah. like, fuck. And I it's written and co-directed by Jim Rash, the, and the Nat dean. And Nat Yeah, and um, who's the dean in the community as yeah. well. And he also has a little um, bit role on it as well. It's like one of the water park operators guys. So, yeah, I rewatched that recently. Nothing else I rewatched. That was it for me. What about you, Shane? Are we going to go to you? Uh, yes, why not? Yeah, cool. um, so I watched uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, amazing. It's on Netflix. Yes. So good. <laughs> uh, I've been sleeping on these sequels so bad. That, Brad Bird did that. Brad that one. Bird, did, he did a very, very, excellent very job. excellent job. What I really loved about Ghost Protocol is every single one of their gear fails on them. I and know, they I kind of it. have to win by sheer force of will. Um, I thought that was a mission impossible. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was a really smart decision because up until that point, it's all these cool gadgets and we love the gadgets and we Mm. see them kind of work until they stop working. And it's Mm. used to make the set pieces better, especially the building scene, which just (sighs) gave, I was watching this at home and it gave me vertigo. That looks like they did it for real because they did it for real. Like that is, that is no substitute for that. It's no hiding that like, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. Um, and then I watched uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, uh, <laughs> which is really good. The best fucking bike chase. Holy right? Shit. I actually think Rogue Nation is a better movie overall than Ghost Protocol. I think Ghost better. Protocol has better directed action sequences. Yes. But I can Rogue Nation has a better story, I think, and a better villain, a bit, a bit more of a compelling villain, a bit more of a compelling yeah. journey for Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's excellent. Like, what, like, how have I been sleeping on these movies? I was just so disenchanted with the idea of Tom Cruise, which makes <laughs> sense. But if you, which like, we'll get into because yes, yeah, we can. Yeah, but uh, these movies are so good, and they're so excellent. they're just like they are great. 
when I want a good action movie, I don't want fucking Skyscraper. I want fucking Mission Impossible. <laughs> That's what I want when I go and see an action movie. I want something that look that cost $100 million that looks like it cost $100 million to yeah, make. Yeah. And practical effects for the win. Yeah. Please but even their you. digital stuff is great. They it use digital great. where it's needed. Even their green screen stuff is tolerable mm. in it just because of where and when they choose to use it. Exactly. It's, they're... Uh, they're Incredibly competent, like yeah. beyond competent movies. Um, I watched uh, the Netflix original movie Set It Up. Yes, the rom com. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Well. I think it's held together by a good script and great performances because it's shot mm-hmm. bland as fuck. It's so boring. It's so boringly shot, but it's very funny. Zoe Deutsch, um, and he's great. What's she's his name? Uh, the guy in it. He he looks like he's a love child of the guy from Workaholics and someone else. Like he he's like is, uh, Glenn Powell is his name. He's Powell, um yeah. he's excellent in Screen Queens. He's the jock uh, frat boy oh, lead in Screen Queens, and he's so funny in that. Mm. Um, and I watched him and set it up, and it was good to see him kind of doing something. I just his hair annoyed the shit out of me for the whole movie. I don't know why. Um, I watched a movie called Blockers, which is that uh, it's the Teen about the comedy teenage about girls. the teenagers doing a virginity pact and then their parents mm. try to stop them. John and Cena's th- in it. No. Yeah, John Cena, Leslie Mann, and Ike Barinholtz are the parents, and then the kids are people who I've never seen. Although one of them is Australian. Um, what's really interesting is I didn't know until after watching it that this is a version of a, a script I read back a while back called Cherries, written by Brian and Jim Kehoe. Mm. And it's the same premise, except it was all dads, not there wasn't a, a mum in, in the parents. And then it was it was way more misogynistic and way more typical <laughs> brotastic comedy. And what's really interesting is Blockers, as it is now, it's directed by Kay Cannon, who wrote the uh, Pitch Perfect, I believe the book um, in which it's based on, or something like that. She's involved with the original Pitch Perfect in some way, and I think she directed number three. But Blockers is a brotastic R-rated comedy as done with the point of view of a woman. And so it kind of really, she does a lot of um, subversions of these tropes that you know, which I found really interesting and really, really admirable. It's shot very bland again. I really despise that comedies are seen as, oh, it's, it's funny, so let's just point the camera More at the More game funny. night cinematography, please. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. A hundred times yes. Mm. Um, but overall, it's 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 one of the better R-rated comedies. I, I, I had fun. Um, it's, good light, light day entertainment. Yeah, so? yeah cool. good, good light entertainment. Um, I watched a movie called Most Likely to Murder, starring Adam mm-hmm. Pally uh, and Rachel Bloom. About a guy who was like the, the the guy of his class, um, and then he's kind of fucked up and comes back to his hometown, uh, and tries to help solve a murder in order to try and prove how cool he is. <laughs> it sounds a lot more funny of a premise than the movie ends up kind of being. It does sound I love Adam Pally. I love Rachel Bloom. If they weren't in it, I would really hate the movie. As it is, the movie's. It's a very passable movie. It's very yeah. fine. They did it on like not a lot of money. I had to. I bought it on Google Play Movies, which is really good. When the, the one thing I admire is that when that movie released, they dropped it worldwide. They didn't just drop it in America on demand, and you had to like. Yeah, it's on Telstra. That's why I was going to grab it off. <clears throat> yeah, so it's and it's fine. I love Adam Pally, so I'll just show up wherever he whatever he yeah. does. This, have you seen Night Owls yet? Not yet. Yeah, oh, that's okay. that's on the list. Yeah. But I do know the subject matter. I, I need to make sure I'm yeah, yeah in, in the right mode. Um, and then I've been catching up on Westworld. Have you watched Westworld, Zane? I have watched the first season, not the second one. Second one is is quite a bender. 
Um, but I'm I'm quite love. It takes a little bit to get into it. Once it kind of kicks in, I'm up. I'm, I'm about three episodes off finishing it. It's really good, and Tandy Newton is my favorite fucking character. She's probably should have t- mentioned her last week about underrated actresses, but she has yes. been getting like pretty consistent. She's Emmy getting becoming more up now. Now she's so good in this. Evan Rachel Wood's great as well, but I think she's her character is a little bit on a loop at the moment of saying like monologuing really like nihilistic things and then shooting a bunch of people and then going to the next place and doing the same thing. Whereas (laughs) Tanya Newton's on a very, very clear journey that's getting complicated by what she has to do in order to get to the end of her journey. It's really, really compelling. Um, I'm loving it. I'm I'm thinking it's a, it's a, it's very much improving on a lot of the things from season one. Um, But yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. What about you, Zane? What have you been watching? I have, Watched all of Inside Number Nine. Oh wow! Nice. You like it? Yeah, yeah. It it starts out very British, (laughs) and I'm not opposed to that. But it wasn't particularly (laughs) particularly compelling. You heard it here first. Saying he's British. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go on. Um, I'm sorry. Number two of my most underrated actors was Jim Broadbent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. He's one of the most British of British actors. Uh, Yeah, and it it gets exponentially better in the third and fourth seasons. Okay. I think when they... I I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the timeline is, but it definitely seems to either have learnt lessons from Black Mirror and kind of incorporated that into its own format. Mm. Um, but I will say some it 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 does get a little formulaic. It's kind of like you wait for that third act reveal of like, yeah, they've been dead the whole time, or she's really a dragon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so what's what's actually happening here? Yeah. Uh, and once you kind of get into that formula, it's easy to see where they're going to go. But I will say the crossword. <laughs> The crossword episode is my favorite. Oh, um, okay. What season is that? The one where it's I inside a shoe. Pardon? Is that the one where it's inside a shoe, a size nine shoe? No, 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 no. So the crossword episode is is a, about a university professor who writes the cryptic crossword for, okay. the, for the times, and then a girl breaks into his house because she wants to learn um, the answers for this week's crossword to impress her boyfriend. Um, and then it's it's basically like a British comedy, and then there's like one reveal that twists it around so that she actually knows how to do crosswords, and she's here because oh, he did something to her, and then it twists around again as like he knew that she was coming, and, oh, okay. and oh, then that's... it twists around. Oh, so yeah. that, and I bribed the architect first. <laughs> yeah, and there's like there's about five different twists in the whole thing, and it's all based around the words in this one crossword. Oh, Amazing, that's clever. Okay, I, I I'm working. I'm I'm nearly finished. Oh, I finished season two, and I'm I'm up to season three. So yeah. oh, that's good. Chance will be very happy that you watch that now. <laughs> Uh, and anything else? Uh, look, uh, uh, no. no. <laughs> I, that's a lot of stuff. That that's I a lot of stuff. It is. Nothing of value. <laughs> Four seasons of a show. Um, okay, so the main topic now, a movie star. So what is a movie star, guys? Well, the old idea of, like, a, if you want to talk about the star system of Hollywood, it's just like, it's sort of like 
promoting uh, well here is on the notes is like the Sarsen's method of creating, promoting, exploiting stars in Hollywood films. Movie students would select promising young actors and glamorize and create personas for them. So this is like the glamour persona of like Hollywood and the ideas and trips are like these are like the figureheads to follow in entertainment. These are the leading um, men and women of our every like film. Like you instantly recognizable. Like um, people be like, I seen him in this and this and this, and like I you can follow their careers. And these are like the people you want to love and talk about with your friends and family and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, kind of the tabloid personalities. Mm-hmm. So like a, I guess like a name or a personality that is put in a film. The people say, "Oh, that person's doing a film. I must go see." That it. means this film's going to sell hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an iconic face or a screen presence, mm. and they're usually known for a very specific thing and doing it like over and over and over again, like his own stunts. Yeah, in Mission Impossible. His, yeah, yes, <laughs> um, and, and running. I mean, the thing that he yeah. does is all the time. Speaking is just, of Ghost Protocol, like free running scenes. And that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, they're the box office draw, like you said. Mm-hmm. They're li- usually likable to a T. It is not like a movie star mm. that's known for villains. Yeah. Really. Whether whether that's and, and even in their personal life, and sometimes that's in back in the old day they Hollywood created that persona for them because usually they were unknown. It's very squeaky clean yeah. cut thing. They even like uh, sh- they, they changed their names. Women, yes, but the men were sometimes viewed as a bit of a rascal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but like, they were being, never being they were never like is, they were never yeah. like a rapist. <laughs> no, it was never publicized. Or if they were, they were. Who's that guy? Who's the guy? The hidden, the, the, hidden, the hidden. large gentleman from the silent era, and he like turns out he was a rapist. And even back then, they were like, "Oh crap, we can't associate with that." And he a got the arbuckle. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he got shut out. Yes. like yeah. really, really hard back in the day when no well, one that, cared that, who that got was raped. literally a, like a dead. 12 year old girl or something yeah. was involved oh, there. Geez. So it was kind of like, let's just, it, it, that didn't uh-huh. happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it was all about crafting. I guess in the old days, it was about crafting a persona that almost read like its own movie. Yeah. The absolutely. Yeah, they they had like, it was they, they, about creating yeah. a movie personality in yeah. real life. They changed their names to yeah. something like, yeah. like Rock Hudson and everything. Like yeah. it's like a hard sounding alike, like a name you remember. Yeah, simple names that are really mm. easy to identify. Well, the I think Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. That she yeah. is totally manufactured. She's Norma Jean. Yeah. Norma Jean, yeah. Uh, totally manufactured and then like her whole life was well, to, the, the first half of it was creating that personality and the second half of it was, was her trying to break out of it or break away from it. Um, so I think that is... Rita Hayworth is one of the ones that... I, yeah, I, I've been yeah. listening to a lot of these on, on You Must Remember This and some of them are just... I mean, all of them just end with them turning to alcohol and, like, especially the women, they just turn to alcohol and... Yeah, like, even, like, even, like, Judy Garland. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Judy well, Garland. Well, even this... Like, that's the thing. That's how the studios controlled them. Yeah. They give them uppers... To, to get give them energy and then they give them downers and so they can go to sleep and then yeah. they're just on set. Yeah. And yeah. there was who's the one? Is Jean Jean Harlow the blonde one, but it was like a bottle blonde and she was in I think it's Jean Harlow. Yeah, Harlow. Hers is really miserable story. Mm. Um none of them had a great time. No. <laughs> no. Uh they were always usually considered to be the epitome of good looks, charm and disposition, especially the men were like the most charismatic. And even if they were like playboys, yeah. that was like, they were the cool playboys. They weren't the ones who were, you know, beaten on women and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Very cool and clean and sociable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what is an actor in comparison to that? Well, an actor is something entirely separate to that at the, in the time. Like an actor, 
at that time, an actor is just someone who reads lines in a very dramatic way and performs. Like performs, you, it, yeah. it could be more associated with stage work as well. Yeah. Whereas now you can't. It's more that you have to earn your stardom through acting, mm. and yeah. stardom doesn't have much value nowadays, no. really, because stardom was more about personality. It was a personality. And the presence outside of the work for an actor is almost an afterthought. Yes. Whereas mm. it was the the work itself was the afterthought when it came to the actors. They were literally shuffled. You know, it's like in. Um, uh, Hail Caesar, where they shuffled from like studio to studio, they did yeah, like yeah. three movies at once in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> Would the tutorial so simple? <laughs> Would the tutorial so simple? Yeah, that <laughs> amazing. Scene. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, so why are they different? Well, so why is a star and an actor different? Yes, because an actor has craft, and a star is mm. just artifice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A star is created, and an actor usually works for like their, their craft. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, really I mean, easy. like what's what's interesting is that one essentially stems from the business side of making movies, and the other mm. stems from the art mm. side. What? Yeah, yeah, like one's for marketing, one's yeah. for yeah. yeah. Which is really kind of interesting because they always talk about filmmaking and that as like this this struggle between the creative and the business, and yeah. it's this compromise yeah. between the two. And it's weird that movie stars and quote unquote actors are like generated from both ends of uh, from either end of that well i think kind of i mean i we do we still have stars now it's just they're grown organically or more organically there's less there's less collusion between the <laughs> like there's the, no there's collusion. collusion there's less collusion i meant to say wouldn't the major studios <laughs> basically saying okay so these four people are our stars and no one else yeah. can have them yeah or we'll trade them like like sports teams, whereas now now that actors are more free range and they can go wherever they want, yeah. uh, it's it's more. But that's more with directors now. Is there an actor that absolutely they, they do picture deals? That you yeah. you're with our studio, you can't leave. Like yeah. Nolan is with Nolan Warner Brothers, Brothers and yeah. that kind of. Uh, question: Was there an actor who sued specific? I can't remember if I know the story, but there's an actor who sued to that kind of started the disintegration of that contract. You you're with the studio for seven years. You get paid this much and you have to do whatever movie we fucking tell you. Well, I, I know Monroe was, after she'd finished her contract, she refused to sign another year year's contract. Like she went more freelance. I don't know who mm. it was that kind of broke it down and said that this is a ridiculous system and get rid of it. But um, it was around the time of Marilyn Monroe that it started to disintegrate 60s, because yeah. the stars recognised the power that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was like, well, and you had people like Marlon Brando who never did, yes, and and they were like winning Oscars and changing the game. Um, I got a really great quote here from Michael Caine. He says, "The difference between a movie star and a movie actor is this: a movie star will say, how can I change the script to suit me?' And a movie actor will say, how can I change me to suit the script?' I thought that was that's, kind of like that's great, actually. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, really, it's, it's usually about fitting the movie around the actor for movie stars, and mm. studios do this really well, and they still kind of do this today." Like Tom Cruise in The Mummy is like the epitome of this system. I think almost Hugh Jackman in most I 100% agree, 100% agree. Everything's kind of, he's the only reason that they were like, okay, we'll do this sung through movie about poor people <laughs> dying. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what that thing, and they kind of only did it because Hugh Jackman was in the lead. Yeah. It didn't matter that Russell Crowe was in it, it didn't matter that who else was in it. Uh, Russell Crowe shouldn't have been, <laughs> but no. and and he didn't. I don't think. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I don't think he broke out of Hugh Jackman. This no, even in absolutely that, not. Yeah. I don't think he gave like a 
great performance in that. Um, uh, so have these notions of stardom and uh, quote-unquote acting changed over time? Yeah, I think they have to. Now Now that there's so much competition that you can't – stardom really, if it's not manufactured by mm. someone selling them, like stars have their own publicists and whatever. Yeah. But that's more – that's not about creating yeah. – a persona to get them in. It's more about making sure that they're visible at all times and they're just themselves. And that's a ego as well. And then now shooters are like, well, we can just replace you. We don't actually need you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, like it's property based. It's on a, like, yeah. on a sidebar as well, you have like quote unquote influencers yeah. that oh, yeah. are coming from the social media generation. Mm. These yeah. people who have like, and they'll show up in movies and things now. And you're like, what do you, who? Oh, like the Kardashians. Mm. Like and they have oh, no autonomy. Paris Hilton. Yeah, they have yeah. no autonomy or voice of their own. They just, you know, there for the studio to put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was. I mean, a- well, the what the the biggest draw of that House of Wax movie was that you got to see oh Paris Hilton God. killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, although I don't, I know she actually. Do you like Repo? I do not. Oh, really? I like the idea of Repo. Um, I don't. And I like some of the songs, but I do not like the overall execution of it. Okay. I really like that. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so my opinion may change, but I really like Reaper and I actually thought she did a good job in it. She is playing a rich, snobby heiress. It's not a yeah. stretch. Yep. But apparently <laughs> she had to really fight for that role because the director was like, nah, you're Paris fucking Hilton. I don't want you. I like, I like that. I like that. You like what? I like that guy. <laughs> Darren Lynn Bowsman. Um I think like I mean in old in old Hollywood it was entirely star driven. Everything was a vehicle for such and such. Mm-hmm. And then if this works, we repeat it over and over again, like yeah. Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Yes. Um which is another tragic yeah, <laughs> another miserably yeah. tragic story. Um and, and within those confines, actors were occasionally able to break out within certain films with certain directors it was always kind of this pairing of someone an actor who had enough clout and a director had enough clout that the studio had to kind of leave them alone yes yeah um and then marlon brando kind of came along and changed all that and marlon brando is a star but he was also an actor yes like absolutely the, the oh, you treated themselves as an actor first not a star yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and since the 60s the quote-unquote star has kind of been somewhat diminishing ever since mm-hmm. Um, or like I like what you say, how it's kind of it's become an organic process mm. now. Stardom is something decided on by an audience. Yeah, and whether or not we agree on that, at least it's it's a little bit more of a democratic thing. Because I was reading, I was listening to the story about um, uh, Howard Hughes when he was doing Hell's Angels, and the actress, um, not Jean Harlow, Jean uh, something rather. Anyway he did all these publicity things and all of this sort of stuff about her before she'd done a single movie. She was considered super famous yeah, and Mm. she hadn't done anything, but he'd crafted this persona so that when the movie came out, it would sell and all that kind of stuff. And we don't really have that anymore. No, definitely not. You can't, you have to have something to show for. I mean, the closest you get is like these child actors that haven't done anything and, but that's after they've done the movie and they're pretty confident. And they have like a breakout. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, they, they're pretty confident of the performance. So they're going like the youngest 
whatever and she's amazing and so they do all the press tour around this young yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like um in the, uh, I mean but it's almost like the IP is the star now like with the, the yeah. Twilight yeah. franchise yeah. or the Divergent stuff or any of those. Cuz like the things. idea of movie stars are much more subjective like someone could consider Margot Robbie a movie star but an artist could be like she's just an actor like, I want to see her grow into other yeah. roles and stuff. It's yeah. very um pick and choose. Uh, almost all the stars these days you're right they're like they're more actors. I mean exceptions for me are something like Tom Cruise, yeah. I think is a yeah, movie star. I exactly. And uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. He's he like, has broken he's out li- of that. He, he has, but he's living that old system. He's living the still. old system very much. The Rock is to a T this yeah. because The Rock does not act in anything. He, Plus he, he he's, has, he's not anymore. Like When? Be cool. Okay, I need to see that. Yeah, it, <laughs> he's hilarious in it. It's one of his first movie roles. And you know what? He's actually perfect because he's crafting this, like, influence through social media as well, and he's building his, like, style and ideas of who he is as a person. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's basically too- crafting the personality of mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting that he got to do that. He, he he was Dwayne Johnson, then he became The Rock, and that was a persona. Maybe that's actually why it's working really well for him is because he's already had experience with Yeah, he already has, he already yeah. has training with an idea of, it, yeah. of, of who he totally. is. Um, I think Ryan Gosling is very much a movie star. I, I don't see him, even in something like La La Land, which I loved him in, he's not not Ryan Gosling. No, that's true enough. Um, Julia Roberts yeah. is sort of the epitome. Of the, but she does it, She did it with so much grace and so yeah. and she did it really well. And uh, and she's not not an actor. I just think maybe now she's a star first. Yeah. And I think like. Sandra Bullock fits into that as well. Like yeah. she yeah. was an actor and she's very good at what she does, but now she is more Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ScarJo, I think ScarJo Hansen. Yeah, unfortunately. Ugh. Unfortunately. And it's a shame mm. because I think she has a lot of stuff that she can do. And, well, and she is trying to do more indie stuff. Like yeah, she, I yeah. think she. I haven't seen Under the Skin. Which, Unfortunately, is that good? it's yeah. not working too well. Under the Skin's pretty good, but like it's, oh, like, it's very weird. It yeah. looks just yeah, really, really out there. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston is a, yeah. a movie star because mm. um, I have not seen any all of the movies. Although apparently she did a movie called Cake, where she's like, oh yeah, Cake yeah. plays like a, an addict mm. to pain medication or something. Like you know when they they go to do their drama yeah. role to win the Oscar. Um, apparently it's very good, but. Um, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy actually is one I reckon is a comedy movie star. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't act outside. Have you it. seen Tammy? Oh, <sighs> I, quit. I know, I know. So I was not going to watch it, bad. and then I it was just it was on, and I watched it, and I was surprised that it was not terrible. Are you serious? No, I started, I'm serious. I, can I say this? <laughs> no. I started watching this, and I turned it off twenty minutes in, and I very rarely. Oh yeah, no, it's only it. the third act that sells it. Oh god! Oh well, no. I have to sit <laughs> through that much. Right? Yeah. Spoilers. Kathy Bates in it, if I remember. Wait, who? Is what? It, is it Kathy Bates? Is no, Susan it? Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Isn't okay. Is her mother? No, but no, not not. Isn't that did they meet up with Kathy Bates as well or whatever? I don't know. Oh, it's it been like, a long time. I can't like, really remember. Yeah, it. I know Susan Sarandon, but like yeah. someone else. But mm. uh, just. <sighs> but yes, I, I would say that. But then you also and she's got- the comedy one, and she's not known for like the typical movie star things, which I think makes her an interesting case. In but this then thing. also, like, you've got like Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although he very was, very yeah. hard tried. Like at the second he hit yeah, the peak, he really went in yeah. for the I'm doing the serious actor thing with like the Truman Show and all that. Yeah. Andy Kaufman, yeah. Um, yeah. Reese Witherspoon is another one I find mm-hmm. is she doesn't. Really, I like. She I love wild. her. Walk the line, yeah, yeah. but wild is yeah. her in the wilderness. Like, it's yeah. not yeah. 
I don't think it's a performance in the same way as um, oh, who's who's like a, an actress that did like a really big performance centric kind of thing. I can't even think of it. But it's it, to me, it wasn't like a performance. It was a, I'm roughing it up. Yeah, because I want the Oscar. <laughs> you mm, know. Mm. Um, so where do character actors fit into all of this? What are well, like, What is a character actor okay. in your in your definition? Uh, a character actor is someone who basically breaks who they are to fit into a character in a, yeah. in a movie. They're never like themselves in like in a role. There. They're very transparent. Like they become something else. They're what's physicality wise? They're, they're kind of described as usually not as like usually more odd looking. They're not like the the clean like leading style look. They can be um like other other roles and usually like, they're just and sometimes even. They can wear prosthetics and stuff. They can become something else completely. Yeah. And they usually do like eccentric or unusual characters. Yeah. yeah. They're not, they're, yeah, they're very rarely like the the regular best friend who's like, what's very, going very on compo- here? Yeah, they're never composed. They're more like, yeah. like they, and they, they stand out a bit, but don't take away too much of the spotlight. Yeah. Um, exceptions though is when the movie focuses on that. Something like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote. Yeah, yeah, is a character actor in the lead in their own movie, and it's just it, it's like well, I love movies like that, that. I mean, I think DiCaprio's done a lot of character work yeah. that has kind of given him his stardom because um, he's done early though, or you mean one, one of his first see, see, I th- is, uh, Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Oh, so I haven't seen that yet. That's. All character, like really, yeah, yeah. See, because he's—I was going to bring him up because he's like a movie star who kind of became an actor. Actor. No, I think he started out as an actor. He's never like Titanic, though. And then, like everything was called for, though. (laughs) No, 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 no. But like, it's the leading. Like, it's um since Titanic, and when he did Household Name, The Beach. I I think he started out as an actor, and then was like given these leading man young leading male roles and that became kind of his thing as stardom but then, then as soon as he broke out of that handsome young man part he's gone back to like uh well inglorious bastards Django you mean yeah uh, Django yes not yeah. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> uh and and character roles like that who do you play in inglorious <laughs> bastards he was he was the french woman <laughs> he was just in makeup he acted so well um no no he mean he mean i reckon he should have won for Django. Over over Christoph Waltz. He was I really that. think he was better than Christoph Waltz in Django. Christoph Waltz was Christoph Waltz. I was going to say that, yeah. I mean, was, I mean, you say that, but Christoph Waltz was still very good. He was still very good. So was everyone in that movie. But And I think he was only Christoph Waltz because Tarantino wrote it for Christoph Waltz to be Christoph yeah, Waltz. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I, I'm, I don't. I also think he should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street, but I know you don't like that one, do you? No, I don't. I think it's an unnecessary film. Mm. It's very brutal. An unnecessary film. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's right. Oh, well, we'll just move on straight from that. Um, uh, What have I got? They're always usually supporting actors, though. Or and other actors, uh, so supporting yep. stars or other actors, and fit easily into both kinds of. So they fit very well into like the big star-driven Mission Impossible kind of thing. You got like a yep. Lawrence Fishburne kind of thing, who's like a very serious actor who fits really well into Mission yeah. Impossible Three, and then he can also go off and do the indie films. Whereas Tom, if Tom Cruise is appearing in like anything, something you know, yeah. something yeah. really unusual, it's a it's a much bigger swing. Whereas those actors aren't seen as. The scene is very flexible 
yeah. and moving along the entire spectrum of the, cinema. No, they can literally disappear because like their purpose. Yeah, is I mean the only the only like real character actor that started out as a character actor has always been a character actor. He has had lead roles, but again, like Capote. Seymour Hoffman in Capote, in Capote, is Giamatti. Like Giamatti is someone that you can yeah, craft yeah. a movie around. Yes. Um, and yes. you can, and like he will, he, you know what Giamatti is like, and he can be Giamatti esque in a movie, but he can also be entirely different. Yeah. No, yeah. I can agree. Okay. Yeah. I would 100% agree. So, can, well, we've kind of <laughs> answered this, but can someone be both or at least grow into the other kind of actor? Yeah. I think character actors can grow into stardom. Mm. Um, but can like a movie star grow into a character actor? Yeah, well, I think Di- DiCaprio is the point there. Yeah, mm. um, um, I think Tom Cruise in Magnolia. That's a that's mm. a like eyes wide f- eyes wide shot as well. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. Okay. Um, Tom th- Cruise has always been a good actor, but he's never not Tom Cruise. In my, I've never been a, I've never seen a movie where he's like even in Valkyrie. This is a fantastic mm. performance. Oh God, really? Yeah, I think it was a great oh, performance, okay. but it was like. Eh. <laughs> Uh, I no see for me in Magnolia is the and I don't like I, on principle I'm not a big Tom Cruise like fanboy but in Magnolia he vanishes for me as it, the character itself is not that huge of an extension of the per, like like oh it's not a huge leap away from the personality that we know we think of when we think of Tom Cruise the guy who leaps on the couch and does things but there is like a darkness and a brokenness to Frank T J Mackey that. He's really crafted in the performance because, yeah. I mean, it's it obviously a very big wordy script and monologues up the wazoo, but that scene where he's breaking down as his dad's dying in front of him, that's some fucking good acting. You know what I found who um, became like a leading role but also still never lost his like kind of character actor thing is Christian Bale, I feel yep. like, because after Batman he just went into the independent <laughs> stuff like... Uh, did out of the furnace and now doing hostiles with Scott Cooper. Like he's always been Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger went from movie star to hardcore actor and then died. I think Heath Ledger was ever a movie star. I think he was. He was ten a things I had about you. His first yeah, American but movie, but that's teen not... heartthrob star. Like, no, I don't that think was that's, in a the, star that's in the Josh, then, Josh Hart. Because, because then you would have either Taylor Lautner or. Whatever his name is, Taylor Lautner was a movie star for a very, very brief period. Yeah, I, I, I think, <laughs> I think star denotes an amount of fame that doesn't easily go away. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, I'll buy that. Otherwise, um, they're just famous. Yeah, uh, for, I think something interesting, an interesting case study on this is Robin Williams, mm. because he he was a movie star. His the Robin Williams thing is so distinct and it's so repeatable, but it's also infinitely enjoyable. There's no point at which you're not, yeah, you, you're bored you of it. Try and basically sell Aladdin based on Robin Williams' performance alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, but he could also slip into really small, quiet roles. One hour um, photo. One hour photo. Uh, he did this movie called The Final Cut where he kind of played an everyman mm-hmm. and he can do it, which is surprising for someone that's that. World's big. greatest dad. Oh God, that movie was rough. Have mm, you seen this one, mm, Josh? It, the I plot of the movie is it's a guy whose kid is a dick. Is a he's a total rotten child 
who oh, accidentally kills himself with autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation. Oh, great. And then he pretend, and then because he's, he, so then the dad fakes. Writes a suicide writes letter. Writes a suicide letter that then inspires people. And then like, he's he like fakes these like, yeah. n- a notion that his son was someone better than who he was. It's a Bobcat Gold, Golf Weight movie. Mm. It's it's dark. Sorry, what's the title again? You lost World's me the- Greatest Dad. Oh, it's very dark. It's very, very it's dark It's very good movie. performance. It's a very good performance. Very, very good performance. Um, Brad Pitt, movie star. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've seen him. He almost he almost breaks through. Something like Inglourious Bastards is almost a, a more of a performance, but it, it, it Tarantino savvy enough to be using yeah. the Brad Pittness of Brad Pitt. Oh, I'm Brad Pitt. I'm going to show up in 12 years a slave for a short scene and then put me on the main part of the post. <laughs> I think, I think in snatch, he, he, that's, he that's, that's one of the best performances. Also of like the oceans films. Like I feel like oceans 11 built yeah. around the star system, but also character actors as well. Like they work interchange with that. Or they work yeah. with that a lot. Yeah, they're, they're really kind of interesting that way. Um, and also kind of before he was Brad Pitt in Brad inverted Pitt, commas yeah. in Thelma and Louise, like that was before his brand was, very established. Mm. I mean, but in Thelma and Louise, he plays the handsome buff guy. Handsome well, young, he, well, handsome he, young he buff. He plays a, a con man, basically. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I think it usually kind of happens. The transition with those actors usually happens when it's linked with like a very specific director who collaborates with them in a way that they haven't up until that point. Like Paul Thomas Anderson is the reason why Tom Cruise in Magnolia, like yeah. it's the only reason Tom Cruise goes that way is because Paul Thomas Anderson kind of pushed him or Kubrick did it a lot mm. with sort of actors. And I've got here, I've got here, DiCaprio managed very successfully to transition. <laughs> That's just my note. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? Want to talk about movie stars, movie actors, any other points? Um... No, no. Okay. Well, we'll go <laughs> to our top five. <clears throat> I've got movie stars here. Um, I, I don't, have you got a lot on this on your list? I've got five honorable mentions and five top, but I'm I like I I I'm not sure if my criteria are the same as both of yours. Mine, my, I mean, my list is pretty. Oh, mine's like unoriginal. But, yeah, it's it's. Well, I'll go first, and then I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go, go to so so my number right. five. It's a tie between uh, Tom Cruise and Whoopi Goldberg. I've not put. Cruise on this list <laughs> because he doesn't deserve to be top five. Really? I think that everyone on my top five list are good actors, and I do not rate Tom Cruise. If it's no, no, but this top is top five movie stars. stars. They don't have to be a good actor. Good. Um, all of mine are good actors <laughs> as well fair as enough. movie stars. Okay, fair okay. Enough, fair I've enough. got Whoopi Goldberg here too because Whoopi Goldberg doesn't really no. not play Whoopi Goldberg. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a movie star. Uh, she was at least in the nineties. Yeah. Um, my number four is Charlie Chaplin because old, yeah. old Hollywood. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like a persona that yeah, he didn't really get a chance to break it. No, because yeah. he never got a chance to break it. Time uh, number three is Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. and it's a really it's a real cliche to put her on a list like this. But when you, I. I, you or you know about Marilyn Monroe? It's the thing, like she's so in the zeitgeist. I first saw a movie with her. I first saw some like it hot, and her entrance on screen. You're just like, like fuck, like you just it's there. That thing that that 
I hate this term, but je ne sais quoi, the the indescribable thing that makes They're called you... boobs, Shane. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that the argument very flies particularly well. No, but the thing where you just want to watch her yeah. and only her, because um, mm. the next one on my list is the same thing, um, is, is James Dean. It's the same yeah. way. It's and I think James Dean was actually a really good actor too. Um, Marilyn Monroe could do it. Marilyn Monroe could do good acting. She did. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't always do it. She a lot of the time just did Marilyn. But there's some indescribable thing that just makes you look at them and only them and ignoring everything else. And that can be a dangerous thing. But to just have that, to just like exist like that, yeah. is something. You can't quantify it because it's not genes. It's not. It's not even to do with looks because there's people who don't quite look. No, it's charisma. Yeah, it's it's uh, the way of hand, uh, bearing and and handling yourself, presenting yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and number two, I've got in brackets here a tie with James Dean is Judy Garland. Yep. Uh, especially like that, the young Judy Garland when she was. <laughs> Pre, pre most of the horrible drug yeah. stuff yeah. she went through. There's a, there's an innocence there that it 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 feels very modern for old Hollywood. Yeah, when you're watching it. Um, and then my number one is of course Robin Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that the Robin Williams character, even though he's done like actory things, I could watch that over. I could watch that every day for the rest of my life, and I would never get bored. I would always. It was just. Robin Williams was my favorite actor of all time. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't think of him as an actor, like as a movie star actor. Like, I always view him as a comedian. If we're talking comedians, there are a lot of comedians that have that persona. Like, like wrestlers, they're they're kind of also crafting a persona through their comedy. That's the presenting. But unlike, I mean, I'm just saying, I 100% agree that he's on your list. But that's why he's not on my list. I think yeah. with Robin Williams, though, what's interesting is how he brought it into a movie space, mm. as opposed to someone like Larry David doing Larry David in <laughs> yeah. the space is not the same as Robin Williams going and doing uh, Jack. Uh, so not Jack, uh, Patch Adams, where he's totally Robin Williams, yeah. laughing up, yeah. acting stupid, doing characters, doing voices, or Mrs. Doubtfire. It. It it works in a different space than just a comedian taking the comedic persona and putting it into a movie. Yeah. Robin Williams, there's some weird indescribable thing that he did where it worked almost all the time because he was Robin Williams, because he was this uh, uncontainable energy yeah. life force. I'm really excited for there's a new documentary coming out about oh, him good. that I'm really intrigued to watch because there's a lot of behind the scenes and dealing with some of his stand-up stuff. So. That's good. So yeah, I watched these other documentary about more of his film stuff. That was yeah. really good. Uh, so we'll go, Josh. All right. Um, so I got some honorable mentions. Feel uh, free to pick it apart. It might be a contentious bit. Tom I Hanks. I will. Tom Hanks. He's yeah. a, he's one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, because I slash Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, like back in the day, like a Tom Hanks vehicle was selling because you know you, he was. Uh, charismatic and like you, you, everyone loves Tom Hanks and they still do nowadays. So oh, it's like he's America's dad. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Ingrid Bergman, I feel like yep. classic movie star. Yeah, uh, and then Gregory Peck because I feel like he did a lot of character work, but I felt like you could still sell this idea of his movie based on Gregory Peck and like yeah, like just the power of him because I really respect him as an actor. Uh, number five, Cary Grant. 
He was like, yeah. you know, he's one of the ones that changed the name. Like, you know, he did the classic thing, molding him into his personality. Changed his sexuality. Changed his sexuality. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, he's in, he worked with Hitchcock. You know, he was the, the big name on the on the board as well. Uh, and he did, he had range between, like, I love him and his girl Friday, mm. like, so much. But then he could do a lot of other stuff. Did it well. Yeah. Number four, Audrey Hepburn as well. Yeah, yeah. she's on I, my she would have She would have been on my bunches. list. But I consider her an actor more than a movie star, but I know she's a movie star. It's just mm. weird. Oh, she has I, to be a movie star. It's like just, if you say uh, Audrey I've, Hepburn. I've, I think I consider her on the list well, just because of her legacy as well. Like, yeah. like, like pertaining legacies, I think that I consider but What's interesting lists. is that so much of Audrey Hepburn is, did you say Audrey or Catherine Hepburn? Audrey. Audrey, yeah. yeah. So much of the Audrey Hepburn thing is how much we've perceived her now post- Yes. That thing, like, like I mean, the breakfast of Tiffany's dress, just all those things that became so much mm. part of the zeitgeist, whereas that wasn't, I just listened to an episode about her on You Must Remember This and how she <laughs> yeah. was kind of going after the actory things. Yeah. Especially with something she's, like. She's a, she's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Like just the difference between breakfast at Tiffany's, funny girl, uh, not funny girl, funny, funny face. And My Fair Lady. Like yeah. that's, it, it, she has amazing, amazing range, but. Audrey Hepburn is yeah. um, Audrey Hepburn Fair. Yeah. before you think of Funny Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, okay, yeah, yeah I see. Uh, number three, Judy Garland. Yep. Because, like, classic. Uh, number two, Tom Cruise. I know you hate this bit. <laughs> oh, you, you can have it on his <laughs> yeah, list. Like, I, he's a person that exists, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah. As much as, like, I kind of, like, I don't really like like him i guess as a person i feel like he is definitely undoubtedly a movie star and still is today like he brings i guess 100 percent tom cruise to every role he's in but he's enjoyable and i really like mission impossible and i've liked some other roles he's in and number one just because i grew up with this name and i feel like i will never forget this name he's undoubtedly a star in like china and now in america and there's like like Totally taken over pop culture today, Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. I was—I yeah. thought you were going for Jackie Chan. <laughs> no, uh, Jackie Chan was one, uh, but Bruce Lee. Um, just in terms of legacy and back when he was alive, I feel like he had so much influence as a star, and everyone recognized him. Everyone loved him. Everyone wanted him to be in his films. And I feel like today you can mention his name, and everyone will know who he is. Like, yeah, he, he's can't be. Like forgotten and it's interesting is how hard he worked and to, how hard he worked as a martial to, artist well, as a but father, how hard as a, he worked to try and break into being well known because mm. no one wanted him no one wanted an asian lead yeah in america yeah. and stuff there's, yep. an, there's a whole episode about it's called like the short lives and sh- and and soon like um recent deaths of uh brandon and bruce lee mm. and how they kind of connected up and that stuff it's a really yeah, good that, that was that. that was a weird that con- yeah speaking of brandon lee that's the connection there it's yeah. Like, oh. yeah 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 <laughs> interesting um but yeah that's my list what about <laughs> yours then uh okay so my qualifications were they had to be a good actor <laughs> but also if you were referring to a movie you would say oh that person's movie. Yeah, that absolutely. Person's okay, new movie. I can feel you on that. And that movies can be shaped around that person and what they are known to do. Okay. Betty Davis. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Although she was, oh, you know, no, I was like, she was such an actor, actor as well. Absolutely. And she has to be a good actor to be on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very discerning. <laughs> um, I had Audrey Hepburn, of course. Uh, mm. Also, Robert De Niro on honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's done a lot of great actor stuff and he's he got his name and now he's just 
riding on that now. Yeah. He's still capable of great yeah. stuff, but doesn't do it. And, and it's funny because, like, him versus Joe Pesci, where you know Joe Pesci's name, but he's still more of a character actor than Absolutely. a star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Brando yep. is on honorable mentions, as is Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, number five. This is controversial because I love this actor. Mm-hmm. And he, again, he started out more of a character actor found his groove and just hasn't left it for a while. And he's also a bit of a uh, controversial person. Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. 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 Something's got to give. (laughs) Um, uh, So, yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock is number four. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. DiCaprio is number three. Downey Jr. is number two. Yep. And number one is Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what movie she's in now, it's going to be Meryl Streep's movie. Yeah, which is why they killed her off for Mamma Mia too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a, just like Devil Wears Prada, it shouldn't technically be about Meryl Streep, but it's definitely about Meryl <laughs> yeah, Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's and Amazing. even even something like Into the Woods became Meryl Streep's movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's yeah. And he, even though she, I don't think she actively chewed the scenery in that movie to no. try and make it about her. I think it's really because she, because of the merits of what she's done and who she is, it really became about her because yeah. of the marketing. I want to see her early stuff. I have still yet to see like Kramer versus Kramer and Sophie's Choice. Holds up. She's been good from the start. Really? Yeah. Oh, isn't her oh. first one The Deer Hunter? And that's like got her the first Oscar oh, wow. nomination? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Is that movie like intense? It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Deer Hunter. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's ever a fun, fun date night or something. Let's uh, put on The Deer Hunter and some sort of credit. That's a good place to end. If you yeah. guys like, if you guys have any of your favorite stars, let us know. Or we're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers and you can email us. Email us some questions or if you have a topic you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. emotionpicturerangers at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Mm-hmm. You find me on Twitter at that sentence Katie or Caps and on Letterboxd at that sentence Kid. Oh, and I'm on Letterboxd at it's 24 frames, but it's two, two. Wenty, twenty, then just the number four, and then frames as a word. So if that's if you get that and you follow me, kudos to you because that's a weird thing to explain. <laughs> uh, and Zane, and I'm just Zane C Weber everywhere. Zane C Weber everywhere. everywhere. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And let your friends know we want more listeners. Uh, we're loving the interactions that we're getting on our social media. So keep shows. it up and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 My name's Liz Keogh and I have my life together. My name's Curtis Lang and by all rights, I shouldn't be alive. And I want to find out what it's like to walk one mile in your shoes. Fair enough. Is that what you really want? Then that's on you. I'm just so concerned for you, Liz. What are we going to do in this podcast? We're going to be swapping friends, diets, cars, phones, underwears, jobs. Oh man, have you ever seen Freaky Friday? It's pretty much that film. We're going to swap, yeah, these aspects of our lives and... Oh, man, I'm really concerned for how it's going to turn out for you, let me tell you. Yes, well, we are going to be every Friday dropping those ones, so put it in your diaries, put them in your calendars, yeah, in your I, notes. I definitely keep a diary and a calendar. That's definitely something I do. I do. I have my life together, Curtis. Well, <laughs> I don't. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>